0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Go for it! Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook
2: Sports. Visit superbook.com. 77337666.
1: 7, 7, 3, 3, 7, oh, no, is it only 2 a.m.? Now we kind of start. It's so weird doing because I usually do the 2 a.m., especially during the baseball season, two to five. And then when we do the twelve to five, it's different. And it kind of, I don't know, in my mind, it goes 12 to 2 is like the bonus hours. Okay, now the show starts. We've been talking mostly Yankees. Really, it's been a little bit of everything though. You want to call and talk about the Giants and Jets, we could do that as well. Yanks, Mets, as we get set for the hot stove, as soon as the World Series comes to an end. I'm rooting for a sweep so we could get to the hot stove in the offseason. Uh, a lot sooner and plus I, I'd love to see the Phillies get swept away. Anyway, Cashman and Boone likely to be retained. That is the big news of the morning. 877-337-6666 ba- uh, Rob is calling from Brooklyn. What's up Rob? Hey, Sean. how you doing, bro? How are you, Rob?
3: I'm right. Um, tell your man if the light went off. He's getting a ticket, too.
1: Yeah, that's right. You
3: he know it. ticket. The guy can... came behind him. Even though he stopped, he triggered that camera. He's getting a ticket, You up. can hope.
1: You know it. We've all been in that spot before. It's like, uh-oh. oh please. Was that me? If you, hit, if you see that flash, you, do you feel You get ticket, bro. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so get the $65 ready because you're paying up. Well, I don't know how much it is. It used to be 65 it probably went up since so fantastic.
1: You, you know what's the best, too, Rob? Marco's like, I'm going to fight it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> They're going to have your face. They're going to have the front plate, the
3: side picture. You ain't fighting that. You can waste your time. You want to waste your time and fight, but go ahead.
4: Yeah,
3: that's um, great. I just want to talk about the Rangers real quick. Um, I know it's early in the season. Not panicking, but three in a row. They played way better tonight than they did against um, the last game against uh, the Blue Jackets.
1: They played some dog games the last couple of games. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were tonight, okay because,
3: you know, Colorado, I, I don't want them to get to the point where they're playing their best against the best teams because they, they played way better tonight. Like, they competed tonight. And other than Igor with that big mistake when he came out to play the puck, mm-hmm. and, you know, he likes to play the puck.
1: I and it know, cost it's, them. it's bound to happen, and it finally yeah,
3: got yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it usually doesn't happen to him. Like, he's good with playing the puck. But tonight, it cost them the game. Um, They've got to they tighten up a little bit. They, they, um, they, they, I don't want to say it's too, way too early in the season to say must win. You don't want to say must win six, seven games into the season. But they got to beat the Islanders
4: tomorrow. Oh,
1: big one coming up tomorrow. I'll tell you, we may not have right. done a ton on the Rangers last night, right. but we'll do more tomorrow reacting to the rangers Islanders. That'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, that's, it that, always well, that's is. a
3: big game. It was always a big game because of the rivalry. But with, with them losing three in a row, they gotta win tomorrow just for their own, you know, mindset. Yeah, and they started but,
1: out they started out so hot. Here, yeah. I like what you said though, Rob, because I do think that naturally for a team that gets as far as the Rangers got last year to the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Final. Right. And you have that success, and now this year it's Stanley Cup or Bust essentially. Right. You do wonder, and now we've seen it through the first few games here, where they played down to some opponents and then got back up right. for the big game. You don't you, That cannot become a habit here. They have to have that consistent effort night in, right. night out.
3: Right. And and right now, like I said, it's a small sample size. We're talking about the beginning of the season. But I'm, I'm getting a little concerned, even though was only seven games into it. And for me to get back on the – I'm on the bandwagon. I'm a Rangers fan. But I, they need a strong game tomorrow. They need to really – um, assert themselves and dominate that game tomorrow. And, you know, Eagle has to tighten up because he, you know, he, you know, they're a little shaky. The defense is shaky. The goaltender's a little shaky. Gave a five the other day. Um, they got to tighten up.
1: I think they'll be okay, though. You're, you're right. It's early. I mean, they do need to tighten up. And thank you for the call, Rob. Good to hear from you. Appreciate jacking in. That was pretty funny. Marco. Marco's getting nailed with that ticket. Oh, that'd be great. Um, but it's early. I'm not panicking. And the other thing is, I really do believe Trocheck going to make a big difference. Kako, Lafreniere taking another step in their development, becoming impact players, having Sammy Blay back. This is all going to help the Rangers get to the next level. And as long as they have Shisterkin, as long as they have the health, for the most part, of their key guys, and that power play. They're going to have as good a shot as anybody else. And their offense now, even in the first seven games, and like I said, I know it's been bad the last couple, their offense showed to me that they have the capability to match a West Coast team where I have not felt like that in a very long time, if ever, where you have the balance of a great goaltender and a top flight, potential top flight offense. I'm not worried about it, although you can't lose to the Islanders. And, by the way, Rangers only play the Islanders three times this year. And they all wrap up, is it before Christmas? I think it is, right? Uh, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but that's uh, that can't happen. Before Christmas, all three of their meetings before Christmas. That's ridiculous. But each one should be even more special because, you know, there's only going to be three of them, and they're all coming within the next two months, starting with tomorrow night. Christian's calling from Kings Park. What's up, Christian?
5: Hey, how you doing? How are you? Good, thanks. You know, twenty-five miles an hour is actually a really good speed. That's the speed that uh, Barzal's going to be skating down the ice at tomorrow night against <laughs> the Rangers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look, I. I've, you know what? And yes, the Rangers. They, you know, they they just dropped three. So the Islanders. They're both hungry.
1: I mean you know, it's, somebody's going to win, you think? Right. Um can't tie anymore.
5: Do you think it's going to be a low scoring game or high? I'm I mean, I'm thinking maybe 2-1 to be honest with you.
1: I I don't know uh, a prediction for the game as for I would say more than 2-1, although you never know. Uh by the way, do we know that Chesterkin's going to be playing? I don't know. This early on in the back. I back-to-back. don't know. Yeah, so that could be a big factor as well. Um, so
5: that's yeah, I mean that's what I was going to say too. I saw an update on one of the uh, sports apps. It looks like um Palak is in goal tomorrow, Like expected. I mean, oh, well,
1: because it's the second night of a back to back. So as much as we love the rivalry, I mean, that's what backup goalies are for. Speaking of which, Georgiev getting the win last night that bothered me I, a little bit, especially him dancing around there afterwards.
3: You know
5: what? I was I was excited to see him, but at the same time, you're right about that. Like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I get it. That's good
1: for him, but it just still, I didn't need to see him go a little bit nuts and see Georgiev get the best of Shesterkin. That's just annoying. Didn't need that last night. That's
5: annoying. Right. And And, do you think Mika's okay?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, he looked great to start the season. What is your issue?
5: No, he got hit late. He got hit really, really late in like the third, or I think, yeah, or like during like the overtime. He went back to like the sidelines. It looked like he was holding his side a little bit.
1: Oh, I did not see that. In the overtime, I know he was out there late. I don't know specifically I'm pretty sure. I missed pretty the last sure. minute of over I had to get dressed because I was ready to go on the air. I missed the last minute of overtime and like the first two shots of the shootout. Other than that, uh I caught everything else. So I'm not sure about Mika, but you know, I would assume he'd be okay. Although who knows, second night of a back to back. Look, remember, it's early. So it's not a must win. But Rangers-Islanders, you're bragging right. You want to win that game, especially the Rangers I know. Rangers
5: I'm a big-time Islanders fan, but I live with Rangers fans. So it's such a great rivalry.
1: You know? And see, be careful with Barzell doing 25 down the center of the ice because <laughs> you know what? There's going to be an enforcement coming to get him, and his name is Jacob Truba.
5: Yeah, that is true. And Truba plays that old-school hockey. He, Law I, I love enforcement his style.
1: coming to get him. No cameras here. Just pure enforcement with Jacob Truba. So Look, I like Barzell, and I do root for the Islanders outside of when they're playing the Rangers. I, 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 I think it's right, good for... Right. I want to see both those teams in the postseason, so I'm looking forward to seeing that early matchup tomorrow.
5: I would also like to see Martin and Truba maybe, uh, I don't know, get through a
1: little bit, you know? All right, I'd be all for that. I mean, who knows? Why not, Christian? Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I was planning... I mean, obviously, we mentioned the Rangers because the one game that was on last night, but... I was planning on doing more tomorrow, although we'll be on at two. It's thinks you know not coming on sooner after the game. But either way, Rangers, Islanders, definitely to react to tomorrow and have some fun with that either way and get a good feel for you know where the Islanders are at. I have not watched the Islanders yet this year. I've seen bits and pieces, but not paid enough attention to them. And I really haven't been locked in on the Rangers so far either. I've seen more of them than I have the Islanders, but I haven't been locked in on them either. But now we change, and the Knicks are tomorrow night, right? Yeah, today is Wednesday. Oh, tonight! So the Knicks are on tonight again. I keep saying tomorrow, but it has actually tonight. Yeah, the, yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks, Hornets game. That's right, Fleegs. You were checking. I'm assuming you're not going to go for the ticket prices. You got to check now. You know, I haven't if they even come checked down. in the last 24 hours. Well, look, yesterday was ridiculous. What they were, the cheapest was what, like 80 bucks or something. I bet you it's come come down. And we had the lower bowl, was like 2.30, we got into that whole thing yesterday. Right, I keep saying tomorrow, but it is in fact Wednesday, so that means the Rangers Islanders are tonight, that means the Knicks and Hornets are tonight, and we start to talk about the winter sports now, and look ahead of course to the football as well. And sports never stop, that's one thing we're learning, plus the hot stove. Michael is calling from YatPank, New York. What's up, Michael? Hey, Sal,
6: how are you? How are you, Michael? Good, thanks, good, thanks. Uh big thing I think we ought to do with the Mets, like remember last spring how we were the whole world was shocked when first we signed Marte, and then we gave Scherzer whatever he wanted to get him here. Mm. I think the Mets need a statement sign Rodon and Trey Turner right off the back. Give them what they want.
1: I'm not as sold on Rodon or Harvey say his name uh, I, now. Turner, yes, I don't want to go all in on Rodon as well. I want to see what's up with Degrom first and then maybe piece that rotation together. Now, I'm not saying I'd be opposed to it. I don't know enough about him. I know he's a good lefty, solid lefty. Is he going to be reliable, health issues, things like that? Um, You know, you worry about pressure in New York for guys that haven't done it before, but I'm with you. I think it's time again. Remember, the Mets have had a big splash since Steve Cohen has taken over. They've had at least one, actually probably two, big splashes each offseason so far. What will be in store this year?
6: You know, definitely, de- definitely Turner for sure. I mean, I don't think we'll pull off Otani. I, I think it would cost too much to get him here. I think he'd be a show in New York, but uh, it would be. Reason- think about how
1: big though that would be, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I think Otani's got. If I'm the Yankees or the Mets, um, I uh, you can't say do whatever it takes to get him, but I'm going pretty close to doing whatever it takes to get Otani here. In the, if if he hits free agency 100%, I'd give him whatever he wants. Give, you want $70 million a year? You're worth it. Forty as a pitcher, thirty as a hitter. I'm fine with that. He's worth it.
6: What about Verlander? What do you feel about Verlander? I
1: don't want him. I thought he was done nah, years right. ago. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take him. He's been great. I would not take him for either the Mets or the Yankees.
6: But yeah, specifically
1: for the yeah. Mets in this case. No, I would worry. Honestly, Michael, what I would do, and thank you for the call, I would worry about pitching later. Outside of DeGrom, there to me, I'm not, I don't want Verlander. There's not a difference maker. I want right now difference makers. So if DeGrom is going to go elsewhere, I'd let that become something I'd address after I go get the difference makers like Aaron Judge or Trey Turner or Otani. You know, that's why Otani's a perfect fit too, because he fills two roles. He fills a spot in that rotation and in the lineup. That's invaluable. He is worth, I mean, he might be worth $100 million a year. I know it sounds insane. Think about that, though. If I'm him and his agent, I'm saying I want to get paid like a pitcher and a hitter. All right, maybe he's not a... $45 million a year pitcher. Maybe he's not a $35 million a year bat, but he's, if you combine the two, he's at least a 60, probably a $70 million player. If I were Otani's agent, I would probably be asking for $70, $75 million a year. And how could they dispute that he's not worth it? Plus, his excitement bringing in a different country, potentially, of interest. Players from Japan obviously draw. It's great for marketing as well. That's the home run move. If you were to ask me what's the biggest move the Mets or Yankees can make this offseason, it would be acquiring Shohei Otani. I don't know if it's realistic. That would be the move. Tom is calling from North Brunswick. Good morning, Tom.
7: Good morning, Sal. Uh, before I start, uh, I love your like uh, non-sports things you talk about. I don't know if you realize this. And I don't want to make you uh, embarrassed, but you you you're, you're a TV star, a radio star. Sound like you have a wonderful family, and you sound like an outstanding father. You got a lot of things and great future ahead of you.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I do. <laughs> no,
7: you're, I do you're, you're on TV. You're on the New York Mets channel on TV, your radio. I know it's overnight, but you're a radio star. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously because you're a same kind of Mets fan I am. You know, you're a Mets fan. You're I can tell your passion. You get irritated like I do
5: and you know
1: oh, like well, we're uh, sports fans. Of course we're all irritated. Yeah, Most of our teams yeah. are losing, especially the ones it's, that I happen to root for
7: it was so frustrating because the Mets had such a good season. I still can't believe that, you know, it's so, but you know what? I can't believe they got swept
1: to Atlanta. Forget the Padres. It really is hard to believe. It really is. I cannot believe uh, that went down like that. That really, I was legitimately, and I've told this story on the air before. I was in San Francisco when they were losing to the Marlins, where they lost to the Marlins that night. And I was so mad. I went to the Giants game that night. My friends knew, I was just in such a foul mood, and the reason why I was in such a foul mood is I knew deep down the night that they lost to that Marlins team on that Tuesday night that yeah. they blew the freaking division. I knew it and, deep down.
7: Yeah, and, and you know, they were 8-4 against Atlanta, and then mm-hmm. they went 1-6 and six again. It was just that, and I had no problem with you saying the division's over. You know why you said that, people out there? Because the Mets were so dominant. Well, and I believed so it. I believed it. The,
1: I, I don't, I never say that. I never yeah. backed the Mets. It was, to me, a show of support and trust in a team that I truly believed was a good team. And by the way, I still do believe they were a good team. Obviously not good yeah. enough. in the way why? that it because, ended. Uh,
7: yeah. You know why? Because not only were they in the first place, they were had one of the best records all year long. And they, like, you know, it wasn't like they were mediocre. I still can't believe they didn't lose three games. But real quick, Um you know, just two things I want to say. Uh, first, uh, I'll say the first one first. Did you see the schedule next year? They're playing all the teams. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare if there's any rainouts. That changed this major league schedule. Mets are playing all the all. Yeah, like the Yankees open up with the Giants and the Phillies. And
1: you know, I didn't think about it that way. Now I love it. I love the balanced yeah. schedule. Now, right? I always get the different yeah. confused. It's non-heavy uh, with the division, which, by the way, of all years, now that I think about it, that does suck because I want the Braves 19 times. I'd like to see, for once, I usually get watered down. I hate it. It's it's drawn out too many times. But I actually want to see Atlanta this time 19 times this year. So we're getting, um, you know, shorted there. But I do like I'm the balance schedule. I, I like the balance schedule. But you're right about the yeah. rainouts. That could become a problem.
7: For Pete's sake, I, I know the, it could be a nightmare, but hopefully everything will work out. Uh, and another thing is, um, you know, obviously I'm not a Yankees fan. I don't hate the Yankees, but I, 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 I think Boone's getting a little bit too much criticism. I, you know, you know what they need to do. The Yankees need, no matter who's running the team, they need to get better players. Same thing with the Mets. The Mets need a power back, and they need to fix their bullpen, and they'll be good. Same with the Yankees. The Yankees need some, uh, get some uh, like they would trade Turner be perfect for them at second base, and they could trade Glaber Torres then they'd be better. Correct. Not just Boone. Boom doesn't
1: play. He's a manager. That should be a move that Cashman should be looking to do. I like your I idea want the in there, Mets Tom. the to get him. Well, right. I but, want the Mets to get him. Sure, of course, me too. But both should be in on him. And thank you for the call, Tom. Always good to hear from you, and I do appreciate the kind words. That would be the move. You're right. The Yankees should trade Gleyber Torres and go get Trey Turner. Obviously, I would want the Mets to get him too. He's a top player. Go get him. It's funny because you have two teams here, and both teams with a high payroll. Both teams now should be expected to be players in top free agents, although the Yankees have not acted as such in a while. Certainly not according to what they used to do. But there are two different perspectives. You know, one, we look at, oh, well, the Mets, yeah, they got to resign Diaz and bring this guy back and DeGrom. But why can't we say from the Yankees' perspective, hey, go get Edwin Diaz. Go get Jacob DeGrom. Or the other way around. Well, the Yankees got to bring back Aaron Judge. Oh, why can't the Mets go get him? If those players were free agents on any other team, I've said this before with Judge, if Judge was a free agent from the Giants and he was hitting the open market, then we'd be saying the Mets got to go get Aaron Judge. So why should we not be saying that now? So the Mets' perspective is they got to go get Aaron Judge. The Yankees' perspective is they have to keep Aaron Judge. Can't let him walk. And the same thing. Hey, Yankees need a closer. Edwin Diaz is available. Go get him. But from the Mets' perspective, it's, well, they got to resign Diaz and keep him. It's weird when you have so many top free agents on both the Mets and Yanks, and both those teams could use each other's players.
8: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: on the fan. I was just looking at the Mets schedule for 2023, being that Tom brought it up there. Fleeks, have you given... I know we did this probably once when it first came out. Have you actually looked at it, though, and given some thought as to potential trips or or digested some of the big series that the Mets have on their schedule? Yeah, mostly
4: whether or not I can go to opening day, because it's in Miami. Okay. And trying to go to either Boston or Baltimore. I said, I would hope with the balanced schedule that They'd alternate those years. You know, one year they'd be at Baltimore and Toronto or Tampa. The other year, Boston and the other of Toronto or Tampa. Not to have the Red Sox and Orioles, the easier trips on the same year. But they are. Not only are they the same year, they're two weeks apart. So probably not going to be able to do both of those. Have to choose between the two.
1: They play Oakland again in Oakland, which is weird because they just played there last year. And that's basically right out of the gate. And they have a... Dude, they got the West Coast trip the first, the second week of the
4: season, which isn't that bad. The problem is they have it Southern California to Northern California, and then back. And back. So if they had the two LAs and then uh, up in the Bay Area, all right, you fly into the L.A. area, you see them in those two stadiums, and then you go up north. You can't do it this way. Nobody's going up from L.A to Oakland-San Fran area, and then coming back down to L.A. What the hell kind of
1: schedule is this? At Oakland, at L.A., then at the Giants? The good thing is, and I just went to Pac-Bell. You've been to Pac-Bell or no? No, I haven't. I would yeah, love that, to you be you got to go. That's yeah. a, it's a great park. But I was going to say, I just went last year. I would love to go see the Mets there, and they're playing on a weekend. Dude, get this. Aside from that ridiculous West Coast trip to start the year, second week of the season. I mean, that is ridiculous. Ten-game West Coast trip. They do not play the Braves on a weekend in Atlanta, which is annoying to right, me. Because you only go there two times now. Yeah, but why don't they? They can play one weekend there? I want to go down there. I want to go into Atlanta. I don't. They play them twice during the week. They do play a thing twice here on the weekend, which I guess is good for the gate for the Mets. But, I mean, why but alternate, like, alternate that. Have, if you're only going to
4: play two times here, which I get, and you want to, like, again, I would think they'd try to optimize this For trips as much as they can with, you know, limitations for stadiums and all that. And I get that there's a lot of stuff in play, but again, you're telling me that when the Mets go to California, you can't do, you know, Oakland and San Fran and then LA and you have to have them go up, down, up, or you can't have each team should have, be able to host every team. Like that also matters for the gate. Like what's a big draw for the Braves when the Mets come to town and they don't
1: have that on the weekend. That's not fair to them. Not that we care about what's fair to them, but I wanted to go down. See, for me, I'm looking at the first thing is just the schedule overall, but then, okay, weekend trips, what can I make easily in in a day or two? The Astros series is one that's intriguing to me, not because it's the Astros because I got to see that ballpark, but that's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that's most likely out. The fact that they don't play Atlanta on the weekend in Atlanta sucks. They do play the Padres. You've been to that one?
4: I have, but that's one like combo with Arizona. That's not a bad trip if you, you go fly there. Ari- I haven't been to Arizona, and and, that, that, and again, that's one that's easy to sell the wives on.
1: I think Jerry did that trip with his family too. He the Arizona, did, yeah. he San definitely Diego. did Arizona. I did them separately. Uh, Love them both. The I mean, the Arizona San Diego is an almost perfect place yeah. to go at any time. Exactly, Arizona, the ballpark, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's cool to check it out. Um, at Boston, Boston and Baltimore are your easiest uh, weekend trips in July, no less end of July. And then, yeah, beginning of August with, with Baltimore. Uh, yeah, it just, to me, it's annoying. Angels are here. That's a ballpark that I got to see. And wait, they only play then the Marlins once on the weekend too. Last year was like 18 times. They played
4: the Marlins on the weekend. Well, every, every home series against the Marlins last year, except for that last one in September, they had, or so five out of the six series, I think were. Friday through or Thursday through Sunday.
1: Mets are in Minnesota uh, on a weekend in September. Uh, I've already seen Minnesota. St. Louis isn't bad. St. Louis. Colorado isn't
4: bad. I'll tell you which one I'll probably try to do because I've wanted to go to this place forever. And every year I was in school, I was hoping the Mets would play here while I was already in central Pennsylvania and would have most of the drive done. But they always played them at City Field during the school year and at PNC Park over the summer when I was back here in Jersey pittsburgh on a weekend
1: in june i'd like to make that trip that's a perfect one too i've been in that ballpark once but i would go back for that one a weekend anything should be in play it's just annoying that they only play the two trips i wanted to make with ease atlanta miami and they don't play on the
4: weekends you know what you might be able to do it's not a weekend maybe you have to take off when they play atlanta near the end of august Maybe you'll get like you know a Falcon preseason game that's there and check you can out head that there. stadium. And if yeah. you're checking out the stadium mostly, does it matter what kind of
1: game and, it's for? And, and you no, know, and usually I would just go anyway. I would look at the Brave schedule, not the Mets. But in this particular case, I think I want to go to Atlanta specifically when the Mets are there. I, that that's something now that I want because it's personal. Um, and Miami, maybe I will go to that opening day. That's I mean that is doable. Now that's one that my wife should be into. Uh, we've talked about it loosely with some of her friends and another couple that's, you know, the dude's a Met fan and his wife would come along for the trip. Then it becomes a whole thing that you bring the wives, the babies. Oh, God, I just want to watch a ball game. Anyway, I do want to check that off the list. So that's the only possibility. Miami, April 1st. I mean, other than that, and it's just a two-game series, other than that, they don't play on the weekend. I cannot believe, though, Outside of that, the Mets start in Miami and then Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not a bad trip either. That's a cool ballpark. Um, but that's uh, to start, start the season. And it's indoors, so yeah, right, you don't have to worry about it. Right, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but man, right out of the gate, that 10-game road trip. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Bob is calling from Bayside. Good morning, Bob.
2: Sal, how are you? Uh, how are you, Bob? <clears throat> what I like about you, Sal, <clears throat> pardon me, is that you'll huff and you'll puff and you'll boviate But when you're wrong, you'll admit you're wrong. Now, I missed your show last night, and for some reason I tuned in at 5 to 2, not realizing you were on at 12. Have you admitted that you were wrong about Daniel Jones?
1: Well, let me just take it back because what I said was a few weeks ago now, Bob, what I said was, hey, I don't love Daniel Jones. I said I would have moved on. But when you look around at the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe it's not that bad. Now, this was two weeks ago. And since then, Daniel Jones has continued to improve. So what I will say is I am watching a quarterback that has improved, that has gotten better within the system, that's done a nice job with the new coaching staff, that has made plays with his legs and has not beaten himself with or his team with his arm. And, yeah, he's, he's improved. He's gotten better. He's a winning quarterback right now. So I'm not ready to say that I think Daniel Jones is a great franchise quarterback just yet. But when you look... At the other quarterbacks in the NFL, <laughs> Daniel Jones is better than most of them.
2: And Sal, if you'll remember, what I used to say was he had all the tools. All he needed was a better OC, a better coaching staff, a better offensive line, and you'd, you'd see him improve. Now, I, I would assert to you right now that if, if, uh, if Jason Garrett was the OC, the, the, the Giants could possibly be one and six.
1: I mean, maybe I think Dable's had that much of an impact. Clearly they don't have a ton of talent, but the way that they play the game, you could tell they're well coached. It's it's by design that these games are tight late in the games, and then by design the Giants, you know, open up the playbook with Daniel Jones running maybe a little bit more, or have big plays in the fourth quarter. They could run the clock out with Saquon Barkley. They are coaching the hell out of that team, and they've gotten the players to buy in, whether it's Wink Martindale on defense being aggressive. Whether it's Saquon Barkley running the football, being an absolute stud, there are many things. It's not just Daniel Jones, not just Brian Dable. It's the culmination. But it's been a joy to watch with this team. And, yes, uh, Daniel Jones deserves uh, a ton of credit.
2: And one other thing before I get it, If you'll allow me, I have one very brief Met point. But one last thing. You were clamoring for the Giants to give up on Daniel Jones and bring in a washed-up 35-year-old Russell Wilson at $40 million a year. Do you realize that Denver is now buried
1: for the next four years. Well, when was I saying that?
2: You, well, you, and a thousand other people were saying, "Bring in Russell Wilson." I don't
1: remember bro. saying that.
2: Well, so I'm wrong about you.
1: Well, I don't. Uh, I mean, I I might have, but I don't remember saying that. I remember the conversation coming up last December when I was filling in on the midday show for that month. I remember people bringing it up. I don't believe, though, that I said they should go all in and get Russell Wilson because. I didn't think it would make a difference with this team. I thought they needed more. Well, you're yeah. right
2: about that. But anyway, Dan was saying with he remembers me being him against 45 it. Forty-five million a year for four years, oh. and if I told you stats, you'd cry. Anyway, No, I
1: know I watched him. I, I unfortunately got Russell Wilson on one of my fantasy teams, and you can't help but watch him because it, the Broncos are in prime time every friggin' week. But I, my, it was never my, is, it was never a good fit for the Giants because of where they're at as a, a franchise. Sal, my
2: very quick met point, and then I'll hang up. Uh, you keep talking about Steve, Steve Cohn's money. Mm-hmm. At the trading deadline, what was Steve Cohn's big splash? Daniel Vogelbeck?
1: Yeah, but I it's mean. different. You can't buy players at the trade deadline.
2: No, they could have put a package for Luis Castillo, and I'll, 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 Luis I'll Castillo. make a statement to you. Luis Castillo would have won one of those three Braves games.
1: Maybe. Maybe you're right, but they're not going to – I mean, Bob, they're not going to go get Luis Castillo and give up the prospects that it takes to get him when they already spent money on Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. They needed offense at the deadline, not a starter. Nobody thought that Jacob DeGrom or Chris Bassett or Max Scherzer in particular would get beat up in the last two starts of the year.
2: Scherzer had a dead arm all last September, and he's 39 years old. He had one of the best years of his career.
1: No, Bobby, well, he's not. He had one of the best years of his career. This year. The Yankees need a Castillo. Who'd they get? I don't know who they got. No, you well, know who they got. Frankie Montas. What does he do? Well, he got injured right away. Oh, he injured? I mean, come on, he stinks. Yeah, I agree with you, Sal. Well, well, of course. No, I know. Thanks for the call, Bob. Always fun to go back. My mom is actually a fan of Bob. She's like, oh, I wonder if Bob's going to call after the Yankees got bounced. Even she knows, Bob. You, you're a Met hater. No, but... Nobody can predict that Max Scherzer was not going to be good. You could say he could have a bad start, but in both those starts, to get lit up like that against Atlanta and then San Diego, that's what cost the Mets their season ultimately. DeGrom wasn't great, but at least he was serviceable. And Bassett was even worse than you could imagine. Could the Mets have used Luis Castillo? Who couldn't have used Luis Castillo? But the Mets aren't going to go out there and trade top prospects for him when... They they needed help in the lineup, and they're not looking to get rid of top prospects. The Yankees needed Castillo. That was the guy for them. Not that it would have made a difference, but they didn't want to go get him. They got Frankie Montas instead. Andy's calling from Ron Conkuma. What's up, Andy?
9: Hey, Sal. Good morning. You're okay. doing a great job, but keep it up. Well, thank I you. I love your enthusiasm about everything. But thank what you. I called thank you for. You're welcome. You deserve it. Um, what was I calling for? Uh, I think Hal Steinbrenner needs to sign Cashman and Boone. They're doing a great job, and I like the direction they're going in.
1: Interesting. What direction do you think that is? Down. Oh, you're I'm a, a Met fan?
9: fan. <laughs> Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Please sign.
1: Please. Uh, yeah. That is pretty hey, funny, Andy. You had me. Yeah i i yeah. was I was shocked to hear that somebody actually wanted Cashman and Moon back, but now I understand. I do. It.
9: Yeah, I do. Let's keep the score. Let's see who else wants it. But anyways, uh, that's basically why I call. But I want the Phillies swept, and I can't wait for the off season until King Cohen thoughts. Arnold spreading the cash. Yeah, because I'm expecting big things.
1: Before he gets crowned king, they actually have to go out there and do it, though. And look, they have been players in free agency since he's been here. So you understand that that will continue to be the case. And that's exciting. Right. It's exciting to know as a Met fan that finally they are acting like a real New York franchise and a big market they, team.
9: They are. And you know what, Sal? I didn't, uh, you know, I, I call you during the night and, uh, I, I, I'm i actually driving home now. I get on the LIE. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exit, but I hit this dead spot. And then I try to call him back. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But as far as uh, Cohen goes, you know what? He came so close. And I think that he, besides George Steinbrenner, and I hate to compare anything with the Mets and the Yankees because I love the Yankees so much, <laughs> but this guy he is a fan. He wants to win, and he's going to do whatever it takes. And I also think the last two years, I really, really think that all the teams between you know wanting to get a manager, a general manager, I, I think he was—I kind of, don't know if this is the right word—but like blackballed or like you know every time he went to ask for a uh, assistant or a GM, it, seemed, it
1: a, seemed that way. I don't know if I buy right. that, but it did seem that way that things were difficult hit for him when he started out here remember it's only year three with steve come right
9: right and you know what? you made a great point uh just w- with one of the other callers. you said every year you know he's gone for that big ticket guy now do i expect to have all stars in in every position i do not but i really really feel that i think he is going to sign the it's going to cost an arm and a leg and i think he's going to get one of uh uh, well, actually, Trey Turner, I would love. Well, that's, you
1: know? that's the easy one that's out there. I mean, Judge is going to be difficult. It's going to be expensive. Who knows if he really would leave the Yankees to come to the Mets, even if the price was right. right. Turner right. should be a realistic possibility. Just go give him the most money, and it's a different type player, too. I, but For me, though, Andy, and thank you for the call, and I appreciate you checking in. For me, the Mets need power still. So... I mean, I just, it's hard to separate the Yankees and Mets in my mind, right? It's my job to come on here and talk about both the Yankees and the Mets. So I'm, in one aspect of it, it's Judge has to be back with the Yankees. And my mind won't kind of be open to the idea of him going anywhere else because it would be a disaster if the Yankees let him go. But in reality, he's a free agent and the Mets need that exact type of bat. So why not go offer him a big-time contract and get him? Where's the power coming from? Unless the only alternative to that would be trade for Otani. I mean, the Mets could sign Turner, trade for Otani. Now that would be power moves. They are a move or two away from becoming a team like the Dodgers, like the Braves, like the Astros. I mean, they're close. They won 101 games. They're close. Obviously, with bringing back, you know, Diaz, I, I don't think you could bring back Nimmo and get Trey Turner and Choe Otani, but you could bring back maybe DeGrom or at least some pitching as well. They're going to need a staff, but they need offense. They need at least one star. But if you could tell me that they could get Trey Turner and Shohei Ohtani, sign me up. Why not? Everybody else has multiple stars. The Mets, see, this is where, after giving it some thought and talking it over and doing the Baseball Night New York shows and doing these shows with you guys here, the the area of weakness for the Mets, and it was somewhat of a strength in the regular season, until it wasn't in the end. But the area of weakness for the Mets or where they went wrong was building a team with length as opposed to top-heavy in the lineup where stars win you games. I know that you need some some length in that lineup and some guys at the bottom of the order who can be able to put the bat on the ball, make things happen, but stars win games. And the Mets had too many of the hey, maybe this guy could get a hit. Maybe this guy could get a hit. They needed at least one more star. I mean, is Brandon Nimmo a star? He's good. Is he a star? I don't think so. Marte, yes. Lindor, yes. Alonzo, yes. McNeil, yes, but a different type star where he's a guy who's going to hit for average, play great defense. He's not that power back. They need one more really Otani's the perfect fit. Otani's the guy. I mean, if I forget about Trey Turner, forget about Judge, and just pound that Otani drum, go get him. Hate to hate the idea of giving up Beatty and Alvarez, but you know what? If it takes one of them, hopefully, and then some to get it done, you do it. Otani is the guy. Fills a spot in the rotation, he's your DH, and away we go. And ticket sales would be booming. He's an exciting player. The entertainment value is off the charts for Otani. That's the guy. If I'm Billy Epler, I am convincing and begging Steve Cohen to let me do whatever it takes to go get Shohei Otani, And then I am knocking down the Angels' door as hard as I can asking what will it take to get Shohei Otani. That's the guy. If you could say one perfect fit. Now, if not him, i pivot to judge. And if that's not realistic, now you're coming down a few levels, but at least trade Turner and you figure out how to make it work because Turner is just a fantastic player. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sixty-six, sixty-six is the number to call. Keep it going with your calls all morning long as we go to 5 a.m. with the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Dove is calling from Muncie, New York. Good morning, Dove. Hey, how
6: are you doing, Sal? Love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, disappointed Mets fans still uh, setting in and especially, you know, salt in the wounds watching the Phillies make it all the way to the World Series. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think you're a very reassuring, calming person. So hopefully you can reassure me. I've got all my, like, Mets haters are just, like, teasing and ribbing. And, like, I just want to know beyond any doubt that we're actually going to be a better team next year. We're going to actually have a better a lineup. Because when I look at who we need to resign, literally every every pitcher in the bullpen other than one, almost every starter, obviously. Um And, like, I love what you're saying about Otani. It's like a dream. I think the Mets should make it happen in every possible way. I'm a judge would be great, but like, like, do you worry that like the team that goes out next year might not even be an improvement? Like, just well, really it's good. hard
1: to it's hard to do better than 101 wins. But I here's the thing for me to be better than they were this year. Number one, they have to win the division, and then number two, they have to go further in the postseason. So winning the division would always be the goal to me moving forward now with this team. Do I think the Mets could win a division next year? Absolutely. I mean, I, they better they better hope so. You, I mean, you better hope that the Mets could be able to compete to win a division on paper to start the year and then actually in season. No guarantee they're going to be as good regular season record-wise, but there's no now, guarantee Lane's going to win 100 games either.
6: I mean, I mean personnel-wise. I mean, the actual plays in the team. You know, if you have to, like, just rate the team with how many people they need to resign. Obviously with Diaz and with all like Yeah, I think they're gonna they, be
1: better. I don't think they're going in any worse. They may be different. It may not be all the same guys plus somebody else. It's gonna be different, but I think they're gonna be yeah, I think they will be better going into the year than they were this year.
6: And what's what's your take on DeGrom? Like I love the guy, I worship the guy, my kids love him, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he, how deep is he's gonna be able to go. You know, you're gonna get five innings of his best stuff. he throws a heap of pitches. He's getting older. He's injury-prone. And, like, how how much do you think they should, like, you know, prioritize getting him?
1: It's got to be the, the right price. So, for me, to your point, Dove, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. Look, th- this is such a hard thing for me to answer. I've said this before about hearing the stuff about DeGrom not wanting to be in New York. I don't know it. I didn't hear it from him. So, I've heard it from many other people that he doesn't want to be in New York. Well, if that's the case, I need to sit with DeGrom. If you ask me what I would do, I need to sit with him. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be granted that interview. And even if I went out to the ballpark, I'm not going to be granted that interview. But I need to sit with him, look him in the eye, and say, what do you want? Then I could go from there. And if he says I want to be here, then we figure it out. But I'm not paying DeGrom. I saw we had... um, Jim Duquette, former Mets general manager, regular on SNY. We had a show where he was on the panel a couple of weeks ago, I think. And we came up with a, you know, Jim comes up with a contract. All right, GM, give us give us a contract, what it's going to take to keep Degrom? And it was like five years, $250 million. And I was like, and me and John Harper looked at each other with our jaws on the floor like, what? There's no way I would pay that. If that's what it's going to take to get DeGrom back, I'm not doing it. Now, maybe Steve Cohen says, okay, we'll do it. We'll shore up that option. We want him to retire a Met and one day thinking down the road, Hall of Fame, all this different stuff. Okay, fine. But it better not prevent you from going out and getting a big bat, whether that's Otani, whether it's Trey Turner, whoever it may be. That's my issue. If it's going to prevent the Mets from spending big on a bat, then I don't want him back. I don't think it's a sound investment. He hasn't been able to stay healthy in years. And he hasn't been as dominant. Of course, of course, the timing of it would be where DeGrom was as great a pitcher as you can possibly be in 2018 and 2019 where the Mets nowhere near a playoff spot. They finally make the playoffs. Guess what? Jacob DeGrom Nowhere near what he was in 2018 or 2019. He was good, but that they needed that dominance, and he was not that. Hard to justify tying up 90 million dollars in pitching, or you just did that last year. Not exactly, but you built the team last year on those two, and those guys hardly ever pitched. Scherzer was hurt during the year. DeGrom was hurt during the year. Then they needed them to pitch, and they should be well-rested down the stretch against Atlanta and in the playoffs, and they got lit up. Obviously, DeGrom didn't get lit up, but we exaggerate for a fact. Scherzer did get lit up. So I'm not investing on just one part of the team if I can't do it everywhere else. It can't be, well, we're paying Lindor $340. we are going to have to extend Alonzo and McNeil at some point. Nemo's back at $100 million. Diaz is back. It's either DeGrom or the Bats. If that's the case, I want the Bats.
8: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.